Hey Lions fans, Michael Gray here once again for the Detroit Lions podcast with my week number two edition of the wish list. Here are the things I want to see as the Lions attempt to go 2-0 against the Seattle Seahawks at Ford Field. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Before I get started, please subscribe to the channel, rate, review, subscribe, hit the little bell so you get the notifications for all of the crazy content coming out of the DLP channel. We got all of our guys working real, real hard this season, and we're having a lot of fun. You don't want to miss any of it, so please get that done. We'll start right now with wish number one, and that is for Ford Field to be a little more like Lumen Field. Hey, Lumen Field East. Uh, I don't know. Give it a name. At any rate, the media hype over the way that the crowd affects things in Seattle, it's not hype. I lived there for two years. I covered the Seahawks from 2013 to 2015. Got to see him go to a couple of Super Bowls and also got to experience what that crowd is like and what a nightmare it can be for opposing offenses. Ford Field has a waiting list for season tickets for the first time in its history, and it needs to sound like it on Sunday. Geno Smith and that offense need to have real problems rolling into Detroit with all of the fans that are going to be screaming their faces off. Got to make it four quarters worth of nightmare for the Hawks. It's an absolute must. And I mean, this needs to happen all season long, let's be honest, but it's the home debut. There's an all-important chance to go 2-0, a chance at a revenge game, more on that later in the wish list, and an opportunity for Detroit to make a statement about just exactly what it's going to be like when you show up in Detroit to play these Lions. CJGJ wants you to show up wearing ski masks. Eh, it's not a bad look. Maybe that can be a thing too. But it's got to be loud. It absolutely has to be deafening when the Seahawks offense is on the field. Ford Field needs to establish a reputation. It starts this Sunday against those Seahawks. The crowd's going to show up they're probably going to drink up, then they need to turn up at kickoff. Wish number two for this team is the Bernie Sanders meme. I am once again asking for 21 and 22 personnel. Eventually, if Ben Johnson keeps ignoring me, this is going to start to sound like a Civil War letter. Dearest Benjamin, I write you as I have not heard of my request 421 personnel. We need to get the both of those running backs out there. I know fantasy football owners were kind of up in arms from the fact that Jameer Gibbs only got nine touches. I don't play fantasy football because it makes me angry and tense and it takes away from the joy that I have of watching the game. But I would like to see some more touches for Jameer and one of the ways that you could accomplish that and an opportunity to put a defense in the blender exists in putting both running backs, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, on the field at the same time. I think if there are concerns about this offense or in the wide receiver room, this is also something that alleviates some of that. We all know what Jameer Gibbs can do from a wide receiver position. It's also an opportunity for Ben Johnson to get real crafty with all kinds of motions and moving people around and putting that defense on its heels before the snap even happens. Jared Goff is at his best in the play-action game, and you can't get more play-action-y than having both of those guys on the field at the same time. I am all but assured 
that this will happen at some point in the season, but sooner would be better. Create the chaos that you can with one of the more talented running back groups in the league. David Montgomery looked good in week one. Jameer Gibbs looked scary in week one. And the chance to put all of that talent on the field at the same time and have that defense guessing at just exactly what the hell is going on and who's going where, all while guys like, I don't know, Amon Ross St. Brown are running free because everybody's eyes are in the backfield. That feels like a winning combination to me. So let's do that. Let's get some more of that 21 personnel in there. Let's let's please not make this a weekly, a weekly ask. Ben, huh? Anything? Please? Uh, I'm begging you, man. Speaking of those wide receivers, wish number three is to have a quick hook for Marvin Jones. Maybe it was in a one-week aberration. Maybe he's a veteran guy who gets right. Maybe he just was having a bad day. But if Marvin Jones turns into another performance, anything like the one at Kansas City, the Lions need another plan for one of those wide receiver slots. Maybe that's Antoine Green. I don't know. Maybe that's more snaps for Khalif Raymond. Maybe it's an opportunity for Sam Laporta to go off. Let's not forget that last year against the Seahawks, Hawkinson from the tight end position ended up with like 178 yards in that insane shootout where everybody played Big 12 defense. There's a chance for somebody to chew up some yards. And if Marvin Jones is washed and it happens to the best of them, they got to have a quick hook and an answer for that. They're going to need a plan B for that wide receiver spot. All along throughout the preseason, it was all but ordained that Marvin Jones had that spot locked down. The starters didn't play a snap of football. So it could just be the Kansas City was one week. You had a tough game. He comes out. He makes those clear, precise, important possession receptions that we're used to seeing Marvin Jones Jr. make. But maybe not. And if not, the Lions need a plan. They're already depleted in the wide receiver room. Just mentioned it a few minutes ago. That's the one place on the offense you've got some concerns. Marvin Jones can't be part of the problem. He needs to be a part of the solution. And if he's not, then the Lions need another plan. Wish number four is for Aiden Hutchinson and that pass rush. Now, I'm pretty sure that the Seahawks are not going to get away with lining up their right tackle in the slot receiver spot the way the Kansas City did. Call it a hunch, but I'm guessing that refs will be cracking down on that after eating piles and piles of crap for it for the way that game was officiated in Kansas City. So that'll be step one. Aiden Hutchinson looked unbelievable. But if the Seahawks tackles, plural, are banged up, that pass rush is going to have to get home from more places than just number 97. You're going to have to have guys getting home from the middle. You're going to have to find ways to make Geno's life miserable going back to that loud crowd and any trouble he's having communicating. If they're stretching the play clock and they're running things down, panic can ensue and that creates chaos that a defense can absolutely feast on. That has to happen. The Seahawks gave up two sacks to Aaron Donald and some dudes at home last week against the Rams. Last year, the Lions didn't get one on Geno Smith as he sat back there and had himself a day. DK Metcalf is still catching passes in that game. It was defenseless, and it's got to start up front. The revamped secondary is going to have their hands full. The Seahawks can throw some wide receivers at you. Everybody knows about that. You give Geno Smith time, he's savvy enough to make all the throws. He's going to find guys because they've got too much at the wide receiver position for the Lions, or anybody really, to cover for that long. So the pass rush 
has got to get home. You can't have those wide receivers going off. You don't want to end up having another game like they did last year where the Lions just had to keep firing and trying to outscore a team that damn near dropped 50 on them at home. It starts with that pass rush. I think the Lions are going to get the benefit of the officiating that they didn't get in Kansas City. That should be good news for Aiden Hutchinson. There is a chance that there are some injuries that will affect the tackle position for Seattle. That should be better news for that pass rush that the Lions will run out there against the Seahawks, and they need to find a way to get to the quarterback. The run defense, however, wish number five, just keep doing what you're doing. It's pretty good against Kansas City. Uh, Lost in some of that game is the fact that Kansas City running backs only got 45 yards. That rush defense needs to show up again because Seattle's going to want to run, and they're going to want to run a lot. Pete Carroll's identity has always been to operate his offense through the run game, and they went off a year ago. I wrote it down. Uh, 235 yards rushing. That That's no bueno. That can't happen this week if the Lions want to beat the Seahawks team. If they get that run game going, everything else opens up. As we know, as Lions fans, uh, we've seen it because that's kind of what Detroit does. There are some similarities in the way that the offensive identities of these teams are formed, and that's certainly one of them. So, Keep going the way you were going against the run. The Lions were very good against those running backs in Kansas City. They gave up under 100 yards total. Half of that was a guy named Patrick Mahomes, who I am told is very good at football. Perhaps the best at football currently playing the game. And uh, they still held that team under 100 yards total, held the running backs to 45. More of that will go a long way in beating the Seattle Seahawks. For the first time since 2012, it's been a while and there have been several matchups, which brings me to wish number six, and that is that everyone enjoys the game and displays good sportsmanship. I'm kidding. The Lions need revenge. The Seattle Seahawks were on my enemies list for a reason, and it's not because I dislike them the way the world's saltiest Canadian Ash does. If you missed his daily DLP from this week on Wednesday, my man's got some issues. He probably needs to talk to somebody. He almost certainly needs a hug whenever he sees that Seahawks logo. I don't hate the Seahawks. I had a, I had a lot of fun covering that team. I got a lot of respect for that city and for that fan base. But man, they have been dog walking the Lions for too long. And there have been some sketchy moments. The illegal bat with the ball out of the end zone. Another time where the refs forgot the rules that they are allegedly in charge of enforcing. There have been a lot of games like last year where they just came up and were better. They were just, they were just better because the Lions were bad. And this team needs to exercise that demon. For me, it was always a big game, regardless of how Kansas City went, regardless of how the rest of the season goes, quite frankly, because you've got to find a way to get past these guys from the Pacific Northwest. Absolutely have to do it. They beat you last year pretty good. They also cost you a playoff spot. You ought to keep that in mind. And just like you can't go back and unwin a game, you can't unlose one early either. They all count the same. So win them early and then and then win them in the middle and then and then win them at the end. I'm told that's how good teams make it to the playoffs. It's a theory, but I've read about it. It sounds fun and it should start with an amazing home game at Ford Field, the home opener 
to a sold out screaming house of lunatics this Sunday against Seattle. They got to find a way to get this done. It will also prove that this coaching staff has their eyes on the prize and that even a big win against the defending champions in their house when they've got the banners and all the hoopla, that it doesn't matter. That every week they can refocus. Every week they can get ready. The mantra that this game is the most important because it's the next game. Well, that sounds a lot like what Pete Carroll tells his team. And that is that every week is a championship opportunity. I'm telling you, there are some similarities in the way these teams are comprised and the way that they're coached. And it should be a fun environment in Ford Field and an opportunity for the Lions to put a stamp on this early season to let everybody know that last week wasn't a fluke and that they're ready to go. So that's wish number six. Get the job done against these Seahawks that have owned you for far too long. That's it for me. I got to get out of here. Please, again, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. We have so much stuff coming out from DLP, uh, from Chris and Riz and Russ and Bish and Zach and, and Ash. After he gets back from his therapist in the Seattle week, I'm worried for that guy. He's not well. He's Canadian too. That's a twofer. At any rate, I'm done. We'll see you next time. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes. You've had enough of that shit.